Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back. This episode, I want to dig into the concept of unconditional love. And this is kind of a bigger topic. So I want to just dive into things so that this episode doesn't go too long. I always want to keep these bite size and very um, usable in your life where you can just listen to a quick episode even on your way to the grocery store. So for many of you, unconditional love or this concept is met with a little bit of hesitation or maybe even a little resentment. Unconditional love, I hear many of you complain that it just makes you feel very vulnerable, maybe even a little self-sacrificial more than anything. This concept, it's met also with a lot of pressure because unconditional love, it's one of the few things that God calls us to do for one another and equally calls us to do for him. So it can be a little pressure filled because it's like, oh, I have to do this, right? So when we're called to love, this can be one of the scariest and hardest things for us as humans to do. So I think it's worth digging in a little bit so that you understand a little bit more clear what's getting in the way of your love for others. And I'm not saying that you're just going to be able to unconditionally love everyone by the end of this episode. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I really want you to at least be able to own why the reasons why you might be scared to do it in the first place. Okay, so unconditional love. By definition, it is a love that has no conditions. It's a love that you offer freely to others. There's no strings attached. It's kind of that take it or leave it situation. This is, of course, contrasted to conditional love, which is a love that is offered conditionally. So love that you offer would be, it may be, if this person or the animal follows a certain rule or does a certain thing, acts in a certain way, says certain things, conditional love, it depends on how the other person shows up. It depends on, you know, what they say, what they're going to do. And that is then going to impact the amount of love that you feel for them. So unconditional love, it does not depend on the other person's actions the amount of love that you feel for them, it remains stable and unchanging. So I want to look at some examples of these various forms of love and how they might be showing up in your day-to-day life. So let's just start small (laughs) and let's think about the love that you feel for a dog or a cat that you may own. So think about your love towards them on a daily basis. And then I want you to future cast to a place where that animal then craps in your house or maybe hurts one of your kids or one of your family members. 
What is your love for them in this instance? Does it change? Is there a feeling of love that is a stable baseline? Or is it, or is your feeling of love, is it replaced by other emotions such as anger, disappointment, or disgust? How about we go with another example? Let's think about your kids. Or for those of you that don't have any kids, maybe it's your nieces or your nephews. How does your love feel for them? Is it conditional? How does your love feel for them when they were infants versus what you feel for them now? Do you feel that it's the same? What about future casting to situations where they backtalk you? Maybe this isn't future casting for some of you. Maybe this was this morning <laughs> for, for many of you out there, right, with teenagers. What about when they backtalk you? Or when they disobey you or they are outwardly defiant? How does your love for them feel in these instances? Is your love for them stable? Does it fluctuate based on their actions? Does your love for them remain unchanged as you equally allow for the emotions of maybe anger, disappointment to be present as well? Next, I want you to consider the example of love that you have for your spouse. Is your love for them conditional based on the way that they talk to you? Is it based on how hard they work, what they say to the kids, the amount of money that they earn? Does the amount of love that you feel for them increase or decrease in these situations? Or is your love for them a stable baseline regardless of the actions or who they choose to show up as. I think most of you have no issues agreeing that you have unconditional love for your kids. So I want to use your kids as an example to further unpack, to explore, okay? So what does unconditional love feel like in real time? on the days when your kids are behaving and doing the things that you want them to do versus the days when they fight you at every turn. You know, even on the days where getting to school in the morning has, you know, you you yelling and tensions in the household high and all the things, right? Now, I want you to remember a key thing, and that is that love is an emotion. And emotions are created by thoughts, not the circumstances that other people give us. So even love is not a tangible thing to be given or felt. It's not tangible, right? You create it with your own brain. So when your kids are being little hellions, what are the thoughts that you are creating about them, about their actions? Sometimes in my mind, it sounds like I'm super sick of their crap When are they going to stop fighting me? When are they going to stop fighting each other? I wish they would just do what I want them to do. I wish they would stop making me ask them to do things. All of these thoughts are creating that feeling of exasperation, of frustration, right? But in addition to those exasperated thoughts, also what's running in the baseline is thoughts that sound like, I love them so much. They're so perfect. I never want to spend a day without them. I want you to notice this dichotomy of unconditional love. 
It doesn't necessarily feel good all of the time. Sometimes it just feels like this reminder in the back of your brain that we just love them anyway. It doesn't matter how they show up. We just love them anyway. And I want you to compare this love that you have for your kids to the love that you have that's a little bit more conditional based, okay? So maybe this is the love you have for a friend or a coworker. So what do your thoughts sound like when you're mad at him or her, okay? So let's just say you have a coworker who sandbags some of their duties and now you're having to work twice as hard week in and week out for the same pay just to make up for their sandbagging. So you two are close friends, but you're just freaking tired of being the brunt of this workload. So what are the feelings that you feel towards your coworker now? So given this circumstance, what are the thoughts you're choosing to think about them? So I personally feel that conditional love that it feels, it's very guarded, right? It's very almost, um, it's like dismissive. So it's a love where you'll create it when things are easy, but when you don't need it, you're not gonna create it when things get hard. Like you don't need it when things get hard. You could take it or leave it. I think that's what conditional love feels like. That love where you could take it or leave it. Not a big deal, right? And I want you to then compare this conditional love to the love that you feel for your children. Notice the difference? Like for me, the love I have for my kids is non-negotiable. Like I have to have that love. Whereas a love for a coworker It's that thing that I could kind of take or leave it. Notice that difference, okay? So I want you to now take a moment to highlight the feeling of love. So it can be really easy to think that you are doing yourself a service by withholding your love when somebody doesn't act the way that they're supposed to act. Like somehow you're protecting yourself and you're punishing the other person, I don't love him because he's not around enough. I don't love him because he makes promises and doesn't keep them. It's like your brain somehow believes that if you withhold love, that it's somehow punishing them. But you know different than this because you've been listening to this podcast for a while now and you know that your thoughts create your feelings, And that you are always just their circumstance. And they get to create their own thoughts about you as a circumstance. So your brain, in its unconscious state, (laughs) thinks that you're punishing them by withholding the emotion that only you benefit from. Love is an emotion that feels amazing. The only person missing out on this amazing feeling when you decide they don't deserve it, is you. Nobody else, okay? So why would you ever choose to withhold love? When is that ever an appropriate thing to do? So this is when many of you will then kind of interject that, 
You feel scared to offer unconditional love to someone. You withhold this love from yourself because you don't trust them with your love. That they can then hurt you if you offer up your love to them. Maybe you've used your love as even some leverage in the past and you try to get them to do what you want if you offer it or take it away. It feels really safe to offer love when they're behaving and then it feels very appropriate to withhold love when they're misbehaving. But this is where you as a conscious human, you get to then ask yourself some very important questions here. Questions that sound like, do I want to love this person? Can I love this person and give them the space to be the person that they are? Can I hold space for myself to feel love and uncomfortable emotions for this person at the exact same time? Or do I want to limit myself to one emotion at a time for this particular person? Meaning, Can I feel love and anger at the same time? Do I want to choose love consciously and let them create other emotions, you know, based on their actions, whatever? Do I want to hold space for two of those emotions to be happening at the same time? What am I making it mean if I love this person and they don't behave? Am I making this somehow mean something about me? (laughs) That might not necessarily be true. Is that kind of that, that vulnerable piece? Is that I'm making it mean something about me, their actions? What's the upside to not loving this person in this moment? Let me ask that again. Hear me, okay? What is the upside to not loving this person in this moment? Is there one? Or is this just a trick that your brain wants you to believe? That there is somehow an upside to withholding your love from them. So some of you feel that if you love someone, you're opening yourself up to more pain in the long run, right? Like I just, I don't want the pain when something doesn't go the way that I anticipate, right? And I think that this is 100% true. Because when you do love someone, you are opening yourself up to more pain in the long run. Why? Because this is the 50-50 of life. It's because life is 50% great and 50% terrible in equal ratio to one another. So if you choose to love deeply, to feel that elation, that, that wholeness that you can create from feeling and creating love on purpose, if you love deeply... You are then, yeah, you're opening yourself up to the grief of sorrow on the other side when that person is no longer in your life. Love and sorrow, they're going to be an equal balance to one another, but you get to have the option to deaden this if you want to. You can choose to deaden this, these emotions, the love and the sorrow, by protecting yourself And choosing to love those around you less. That is how you can protect yourself from the pain of life. Is by never allowing yourself to experience the intense highs and lows of it. 
it more is going to feel like a neutral existence. You're not going to experience the highs and you're not going to experience the lows, right? You can't just have the highs and not have the lows. It doesn't work like that. That's not life's 50-50, right? So if you then choose to lower the amount of love that you create, you then also lower the amount of sorrow that you're going to feel in equal ratio to one another. Is that the person that you want to be? Are you willing to sacrifice the highs of life in order to avoid the lows? When you open yourself up to loving someone unconditionally, it can be very vulnerable and intimidating because you're opening yourself up, not to them, but you're opening yourself up to the pain of the human experience. But at the worst case scenario, the only thing, the worst thing that can happen to you is you're going to feel an emotion. So what are the feelings that you are trying to avoid at the sacrifice of love? And is that worth it to you? Another hesitation when entering into unconditional love is that this now means that you have to be a doormat for their needs. (laughs) Okay, how many of you, I mean, show of hands here, right? Is this you? That somehow unconditional love means that you never get to have an opinion, that you just have to go with the flow for the rest of your life? It's like your brain thinks that love equals particular actions, that somehow love looks a certain way. But this is absolutely not true. Love can look very different from the outside. Sometimes... Love looks self-sacrificial. It looks like you giving up your career to put someone else's needs before yours. Maybe you have to be a caretaker. Maybe somebody is asking something of you that is going to be a sacrifice to your current quality of life. Love also at times looks like you saying no. Deciding that you're going to put in place a boundary and that you're going to hold space for how they respond to that boundary. You're not going to say, hey, I'm going to put up this boundary and I'll only love you if you respond to this boundary in a certain way. No. Love can look like saying, I love you and no. And holding space for however they choose to respond to it. Love, it looks like yeses and noes, but the energy behind the action is always consistent. Love is being driven by the thoughts of choosing to have this person be part of your life, whether that be in thought or in presence. Thoughts like, I just love them. Thoughts like that can protect the love that you feel for them when things aren't going the way that you prefer. Just because a person isn't acting the way that you want them to doesn't mean you can't choose to love them anymore. Like it means you have to hate your spouse if they cheat on you. No, not at all. You can choose to love them and leave. You can choose to love them and be really, really mad at them. And you can choose to love and be in agony as well. The choice is always yours to hold that protective bubble of love that you can feel for them that can sometimes, at times, feel a little bit more like compassion than that traditional, you know, heart racing, dopamine driven type love sensation. 
So I just want you to remember, unconditional love, it's never at the expense of you either. It is always a result of a conscious decision to love this person. And maybe today, this is what that love is going to look like. It's not always going to look the same, but it is always the result of a conscious decision to love this person anyway. Unconditional love, it can easily convert people into people-pleasing tendencies, right? How many of you is this you? How many of you are trying to manipulate that person in your life into loving you in return, right? If I do this, then they'll love me. If I do this, then they'll be happy with me. Then they'll be pleased with me. But no, unconditional love, it doesn't care about how they feel towards you. That's their arena, not yours. You can't control it anyway, right? Of course, you prefer that they reciprocate your feelings towards them. But unconditional love doesn't demand it. And it's definitely not going to be all weird and creepy and try to manipulate them into feeling a certain way for you. It's not even a factor in the equation. Jesus loved us when we despised him, when we hung him on a cross. He held space for thoughts that sounded like forgive them. They know not what they do. He held space for love even in the most toughest of circumstances because he chose to unconditionally love without expecting anything in return. I think one of the most tricky and challenging relationships that we are faced with in this human experience is to unconditionally love within the relationship of a spouse. And I think this is just really curious, right? Like, why is this? Why is it that it is, I personally think, a lot harder to love a spouse than it is a kid? It's almost like that blood is thicker than water conversation where it's like, well, my kid's bound to me somehow. But they're not. And I'm, I wonder if <clears throat> there's not a bit of it where we feel that their behavior reflects on us. Or that maybe a spouse can somehow hurt us more than other people. That they know you in the deepest ways. And they might be able to cut you the deepest with their words or their actions. But I want you to remember, you're only hurting because you let it cut you. Because you choose to interpret their words or their actions however you wish. And you could choose to neutralize that, to not let it cut very deep. Or some of you could let those words cut you where maybe you need to be cut. It can be painful to let words penetrate you into questioning your own behaviors. And it can be a painful roller coaster ride that is the highs and the lows of a loving relationship. But I want you to always remember that all said and done, even with the relationship of a spouse, even with the relationship of a child, Remember that the worst thing that you can feel is an emotion. And are you willing to feel that emotion in exchange for the feeling of unconditional love? God calls us to say yes to this question. He tells us a time and time and time again. And he even shows it to us with the example that is the life of Jesus. 
the most baseline message of the Bible is God pleading with us to choose unconditional love. Choose it because it's worth it. Even when it seems so scary, he implores us that the highs are worth the lows. The juice is worth the squeeze. Loving the humans in your life, it may feel scary and it may make you think that you are being more vulnerable. But when you choose to love, even the most challenging of people, you are the one that benefits from the experience of the experience of it. And they sometimes benefit from the actions of it. But just know that when you choose love, you always win 100% of the time. What emotions are you operating from within your relationships? Is it fear? Is it needing to feel safe? Is it needing to feel heard? Do you operate from resentment as you try to bully others into doing what it takes for you to love them? For me, I choose love. I choose to love when it hurts, even when others don't do what I think they should be doing. I choose to love them anyway. And I hope right now that for the people in your life, for the humans in your life, that you make the same choice too. If you're having a hard time loving someone in your life right now, I want to ask you, please book a quick call with me. Because withholding love from others, it might be one of the main causes of your root inflammation. I want you to consider that learning how to love unconditionally, it might just be the thing that changes everything for you. God calls us to love unconditionally. He made a very specific point to help us and to show us and to bring love into all aspects of the Bible. I encourage you to really dig in and learn and understand how to address this so that you can reduce your inflammation and so that you can live that full, beautiful human experience. All right, guys, I love you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.